Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. We have today the entire Fab Five team and Sarah's mission is to educate peers and help entrepreneurs to become more effective leaders. Catherine's mission is to help others in internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Claudette is here to help people break through fear and find the truth. Kathleen's mission is to assist parents who have experienced the loss of a child to suicide and me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people to do the work they love and love the work they do. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about checking in, touching base with what's going on with you, right? We've got so much on our plates and it's really easy to get lost in the mess of life, but there's an answer, there are solutions, and we have them. So Kathleen, you're going to be leading our discussion today about paying attention to the checkpoints and paying attention to those things when when things aren't going the way that we want them to, and how do we respond to those difficulties and the sudden changes happening in our lives? So Kathleen, take it away. Thank you, Whitney. So good to be back here with all of you ladies. Checkpoints. A lot of people think of checkpoints as traumas or challenges in our lives and feeling like, why is this happening to me, not for me? And Usually the checkpoints from my perspective are opportunities for us to check in with ourselves to say, if our life is a struggle right now, then what about this is feedback for me? What information am am I getting from this particular situation? Instead of getting caught up in the downward spiral of stress and anxiety and, and the fear of what's next. You know, I'm just going to quickly use an example here is that my family has had some medical issues over the last couple of months from my mother's surgery, my sister going in the hospital, her husband dying, or her life partner dying. My father last night got diagnosed with COVID. And so, you know, some perspective which includes my family's perspective, honestly, their perspective is like, what's next? Great. You know, like, can I catch a break? Why is this happening? You know, it's just not right. And you can get into all of those, those negative responses or responses that just creates more challenges, or you can check in to say, what is happening here that is going to serve me? 
And how can we shift that from fear to just being in love and trusting and knowing that we are guided all the way? And if life is a struggle, then what do you do with that? And so I'm curious, ladies, what maybe you could share a particular struggle that you've had recently. I'm glad that you came on, Sarah. Like share a struggle that you've had recently and how you responded or reacted because they're really about checkpoints, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, a good way to acknowledge what it really is. And I think that once I started checking in, and acknowledging what I found is like healing was on the other side, faster, quicker, just by stepping back and asking that real question of, wait, what's really going on here? What am I really feeling? What part of me can heal or change or acknowledge? And, and through that acknowledgement, and I would say for me, you know, a really powerful one where I felt a lot of movement forward afterwards was when my aunt passed away and some feelings around, you know, it was during COVID and it was sudden, it was unexpected. And then there was a lot of back and forth about who could attend if there was an event, when the event was going to be. And then my family really lacked a lot of communication and I ended up not being invited to the funeral. Now it was intimate and small, but I had the opportunity to investigate what that felt like and what emotions that really brought up inside of me and what I was able to address by stopping, checking in, And asking myself, instead of woe is me and getting lost in the sorrow of what I was missing out on, I was able to check in and say, hey, I'm feeling really rejected. That's the word that came up. And that then was there for me to heal through. And in doing that and identifying that real feeling and what that feeling was coming from, from, you know, generations of probably feeling rejected, I was able to... A, be clear in my communication later about what I was really feeling. I had somebody accuse me, oh, you're probably really mad. No, I'm not mad. I felt rejected in the moment and I hope that you hear me. And, you know, so being able to even just converse or share that feeling, I wasn't angry. Anger wasn't the emotion, but I got to heal faster. Instead of harboring, that feeling was there for a day I healed through it and spent, you know, months later kind of still healing along the way. But the answer was right there when I checked in of what I needed to address in that moment. And so, you know, Kathleen, thank God, A, for your love and support during that time, but also for, you know, just acknowledging that checkpoints can be powerful and and what they can really mean. And yeah, Sarah. How we use Sarah, them. I mean, it's such a vulnerable story. So thanks for sharing that. And you bring up the very important topic of, you know, death. When death happens or transition or whatever you want to call it, uh, happens in families, there's a lot of stress that comes around that. And there's feelings that are necessary to feel. And I said, so the point that I hear you saying is that feelings matter, no matter what those feelings are. And those checkpoints 
that are for you, the checkpoints was what is it that I'm feeling? You really gave yourself permission to feel through whatever you needed to feel through instead of burying it and causing more pain. Which I am so good at doing. I can bury like the best of them. Trust me, if you need help burying, call me. But, you know, getting further and all that would have done was continue to fester and harbor. I wouldn't have been able to stop spending over it for months. You, know, you can spend on something like that for years if you really choose. And how would have it affected your relationships had you responded differently? Like not use that as a checkpoint to check in with yourself versus, you know, pushing through it. And how would it have affected your relationships? I really think that I wouldn't have been able to communicate and maybe it would have come across as anger or maybe it would have been perceived as maybe even just complaining to complain, right? But I was able to not hold it against anyone else and understood that actually no one can reject me. That's the bottom line. That's what I discovered in that moment is I cannot be rejected. I'm not rejectable because I'm in control of that. And so, you know, it's a very powerful lesson that came out of some deep emotion and pain, but I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I love that. Um, the, the ability, so where I was heading with what you were saying is that the ability to check in with yourself is that you, you prevented some long-term difficulties with family because you chose to check in with yourself and saw that, oh yeah, I'm feeling rejected, but that's my feeling and no one else can, can reject me. I get to choose how I want to respond to this. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Sarah. How about anyone else? Do you have another, Catherine, you look like you're ready. You know, and I think that that, that is what you just said is, is the gift of, of these checkpoints, right, is, um, you know, one of my guiding uh, uh, rules for myself and perspective always, no matter what is happening in my world, is that our problems are gifts if we allow them to be. They're incredible teachers. They're incredible places to grow from. And in order to do that, we've got to go within. We've got to to be on the search for the meaning in the problem, the learning in the problem, the teaching with for us, not about the other person as much as we want to go on the other person. And there's, I'm sure we all have very valid situations that validate going in on the other person, but there's always a deeper meaning and learning for us. And that is the gift of checkpoints. And I believe in every, in situations like there's checkpoints and often they start off as smaller, even like, like a whispering checkpoint. Right. And what I have found is when I ignore them, when I ignore that inner feeling, that inner, that first little checkpoint where, you know, you, it just kind of stops you for a minute and, and it's just kind of like, what was that? There's an uneasiness. There's an uncomfortability. It's mild. It can be confusing for me because like there's a pleaser, a big pleaser. And I've talked about that in me that 
you know, there's always, there's a, the pleaser in me that always wants to dance with this and not address it or confront it. And that feeling in me is ever knowing, and it is guidance from our creator. It is our inner God. It's our souls knowing that our older souls knowing, I believe that. And I often like to ignore those early checkpoints, those early whispers, because it really messes and confronts that pleaser in me. And often when I do that, the situation just gets bigger or worse. And then it's like, oh, there's the lessons for me once it's like big enough, right? So one of my beautiful learnings in life is to tune in and tap in and get curious earlier, get curious earlier, right? With with the person or with the situation. You know, I had a very challenging situation recently with a friend who I was a dear friend, a friend that I felt in my heart that I could really trust, a friend that I met through the Tony Robbins community. So I feel like, you know, often for me, like those relationships get deep quick when you like really connect with somebody because it's it's an open, you know, it's a personal development growth space. And so anyway, just a very dear friend opened up in a lot of ways with and brought her into my business, into Fit District to work with me as in a partnership, as a leader in Fit District. And things did not work out to the point where things spiraled and she became vindictive and out of that place ended up destroying work that I paid her to do and our internal systems, property of fit district, proprietary information. And so there's a whole thing with that where I had to have a cybersecurity analyst involved in the whole thing. So like that happened, it was devastating it felt like I was under an attack. I felt like somebody was trying to tear down things that, because that's what was happening. Somebody was trying, somebody was tearing down the things that we built that she was paid to build and manage. And it was, it was like threatening feeling, scary feeling, like brought up these things in me. Right. And when I look back, brought up these feelings in me, like it's just a wide variety of feelings. Right. And so that is just true. And like, I'm working through that, but I don't focus that, you know, I don't focus the energy there. I'm focusing on the lessons, the reason that God gave me this situation, the reason this manifested, I manifested this in my life and the learnings to take from it for for my business, which are critical learnings. There, I allowed, and usually with these checkpoints and my, I'm sharing the story because I saw things earlier on that I did not address up front, And that's one of the learnings because I was making space for a certain situation. She's going through a difficult time. Let me make space. You know, the pleaser in me was probably uncomfortable with addressing some of it because she's a dear friend you know, and had I addressed and confronted earlier on, 
I believe that because there were a couple times where I'm like, I kind of stopped like agreements that we agreed on that she didn't follow through things that she said she would do that was not happening. And meanwhile, like no problem sitting back, collecting a paycheck, but not, and I didn't address it uh, early enough. And so I believe that progressed and there were smaller checkpoints, things where maybe I could have seen some things in her that would have given us reasons to either part ways sooner. Or for me, I allowed my boundaries to lower in certain areas, which was, you know, like in actually signing of agreements, employee agreements, NDA type agreements that I would have everybody sign. And I let my boundaries slip early on. So they're learning around that, right? And so I believe that this situation really spiraled where it went because I didn't address things earlier on. I didn't address the checkpoints, even though my inner soul and being was talking to me about it. And it spiraled into a situation of where it went. And so don't ignore the early checkpoints, the early feelings of uneasiness, of uncomfortability. I would say, get curious around it. Ask questions early. Honor your boundaries always. For me, it that has been a just sort of life growth of honoring the boundaries, which usually are around confronting those uneasiness, those things that show up early before it progresses into a situation that's way bigger and potentially even harmful at many levels. Thank you, Catherine. What you just said is that, you know, the little checkpoints along the way can prevent bigger, more traumatic things happening in our life. And, you know, what I, when you were talking about the experience that you had, reminds me of, you know, driving down the road and there's white lines, there's yellow lines, there's the little bumps that warn you that you're going to the right or to the left too far. Then there's the the guardrails, and then there's the big cement wall. So if you choose to continue to go down the road and not see the first or or not acknowledge, you know, I think it's really about really honoring, and it's not even about boundaries. It's more about hmm. What's, what is this feeling right now? If go back to what Sarah said. There are feelings around certain situations. Give yourself the time to actually experience that. Have the conversation. You can say, you know, I'm feeling this. And, and so just actually have the conversation with people from the space of acknowledging and knowing that this is a feeling and it's, it's, it's a checkpoint that the divine is giving us So where we don't have to wait until it's so traumatic that it affects your business, that a person dies, that you lose your home, or you don't have to wait because we're all divine love. And when we are coming from that space and honoring those feelings within us, then we get to choose how we respond to those checkpoints. So they're less dramatic at times. And sometimes there are, they are challenging and dramatic. They are. And yet it doesn't have to be even more dramatic. So, you know, what a great teaching, Catherine, what I'm hearing you say also is that 
you know, you can look at every situation as what the hell, <laughs> or you can say, okay, yeah, this sucks, as Claudette says so well in our previous, yep. it's like, this sucks, <laughs> this sucks, sucks, this, this sucks, is, this yeah. sucks. But this is the suck lesson. Yeah. Yeah. This is the suck lesson. And so what's the, what, and at the same time, what is it that I can carry forward from this experience? Yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. Tune in early and trust yourself early. Yeah. So Claudette or Whitney, you know, some of the questions that you ask yourself when those checkpoints come along as you're sharing your story Maybe you can share some of those questions that you have. I had something happen, was it yesterday or the day before? I'm working with my daughter and I called her a bitch. I just did because, you know, there was a moment where I was attempting to say something, got interrupted and it circled back to my former husband, all this stuff and an assumption was made and went in a different direction. And I just said, you're just being a bitch. You need to shut up. Okay. And then in that moment, (laughs) and of course she and I have a very, I mean, we communicate, we, we do not hold anything back. We let it out on the table. And as I said it, it wasn't in integrity with my soul, but I still said it, you know, and then she said, well, that's mature. She goes, I guess God walks around calling people bitches, right? So then there's my teaching coming back on me, right? Which I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely. And I said, I just started to take a moment and she said some mean things. Okay. And, and if I let the words come into my being, it could affect me the rest of my life. And it was almost like in that moment, I was starting to just get the feedback, right? Checkpoints are feedback. They're triggers. They're, it's all of that. And I was getting it and I went, wow, I'm still creating this. And a belief was identified that no one will ever love me. They will always leave me. And this is a belief from when I was a child and probably other lifetimes. I mean, you know, I've had a beautiful shit show for multiple lifetimes, which is why I'm getting out of the sucky space, going into the happy place. I mean, that's where I'm going. But I was like, oh, okay, that's still in there a little bit. And it's actually mirroring through my daughter with what she just said. And I was like, ah, oh, this, this stuff is interesting. And then she started to judge me. She had judged me in a way I had judged my mom years ago. Like I started seeing the whole divine connection of reaping and sowing. Like you reap what you sow, judge not, or you will be judged in the same manner. That came and smacked me in the face. So as all this is going down, I'm sitting there getting truth. I'm like, my in my mind, I'm saying, forgive me, mom, for judging you, right? Forgive me for judging because it's now my daughter is judging me in the same way. Then I look at my daughter and I go, I judged my mom like that. You're judging me like that. You might want to not judge because it'll come back on your butt 20 years from now. But I was like, but I'm sorry. I just... I just went, I'm sorry. We, and I don't even like saying I'm sorry. I, I go, I apologize because I'm not sorry. 
I apologize. And will you accept my apology? And she was like, yeah, you know, she goes, you better get your stuff straight or you're going to be bitter. And then I was like, I'm actually not feeling bitter. Right. But then another belief came up is I can never finish what I'm saying. Like all these little beliefs came up. And in that moment, I had a choice to get truth on it and and move into healing. Or I could have harbored that and had my feelings hurt for days on end, right? And become bitter and then pushed her away. And no, I typed a thing. And I'm not saying, look at me, I'm great. No, I just learned if you don't deal with your shit, it stinks more the next day. I mean, that's just the way it is. Our truth sister is identifying that we are absolutely human <laughs> and we all have constant uh, journeys of of awarenesses. And so, Claudia, I love that. What you're saying is just own your shit. Like your reaction, your reaction is your reaction. Their reaction is their reaction. And you don't have to own someone else's words. You just have to own your own. You've got to own your own, but you also have to go, what is true about this? What do I believe that allows it? Because that's the law of, of, you know, manifestation. We believe something, but it was just in that moment. I just went, I could go, I just felt it. I could get on the victim bus or I could step into more truth and growth. And I chose that because that's better. That, that doesn't suck. And I'm just like, wow. Thank goodness I'm in that spot to where if something gets triggered, but it takes work to get there and it takes bravery, you know, because the thing in me that felt vulnerable was the false part of me. So, you know, what I'm saying is checkpoints are there as the universe going, hey, baby girl, this is what's happening to you in this moment. This is a belief you have or something that you're bringing into your experience. Let's fix it. If we never had checkpoints, we would just waller in the bullshit, right? So we would just be in that all the time. So the checkpoints are there as feedback. And the conversation I've had with my daughter after that is beautiful. Like we're, I feel even closer to her because we can hold the space for each other in those moments. And we don't have many of them, but we have that one, right? We used to have them all the time, but we've been moving out of that and growing. And, you know, so it's just, it's what it is. Just face it. Don't run from it. And, and in that moment, go, what is true about what is happening? Like observe it, kind of be in it. Don't run away from it is my point. And then just be brave enough to stand there and go, what about this is for my good and the good of all? So thanks, Claudette. So many good little pointers there. And it's really about investing in your growth. So you've invested in your growth with your daughter as an example for years and to be able to come to the space of, I mean, I can, I, you know, as you said that, and I went back in time, I'm like, whoo, doozy. There were some doozies in my life with my daughter too in the past, but now, and now because so many years of growth and awarenesses and maturity, and now it's just like, if there's a challenging conversation Mostly, as you said, sometimes you want to just like scream, 
but mostly it's an okay conversation, you know, and if it's not, then you have the conversation about it not being right. It's so great. I love it. So Whitney, how old what you- is your daughter, Claudette? How old is your daughter? 20, she's 23. And it's very interesting because as you, you know, as throughout my life, I've shared all these, I share with her what I learn and discover all the time. And it's so funny if it comes back on me, I just love it because I'm like, you're right. You know, when she was like, mom, you know, I haven't called her a bitch probably in six years. Like in high school, I would go, you're just being a bit. And it's like, you're being a bitch, right? I haven't said that in a long time. And she was like, mom, you know, and I said, you're triggering me. But I obviously I'm allowing it, right? Obviously the trigger for a trigger to have to happen, got to have two parties. It's not really a one person party. Something else has to happen that you are in frequency of that you feel that disturbance in your being. And it had to come from some outside thing, right? Like something has happened. So the trigger is a two person party minimum. And so, but keep in mind, if you can get to where the trigger is not the threat, it is the gift. Exactly. Yes. So be in the rodeo with others, not on your own. Yes. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, what what do you have to share with us today? You're always full of wisdom, so we're curious about your take on this. You know, I was I was thinking about how this manifests itself, right? And physically, sometimes the way it manifests itself, and then our behaviors or my behaviors. And for me, it's huge when I am snapping or when I'm short with people, when I'm tense and stressed, that's sort of how it manifests itself. Or if I am lacking focus or clarity. And Catherine said this earlier about getting curious, right? So when you're feeling tense or stress and you start snapping at people, being tired or or not being able to sleep, some other things that may happen, you know, your bodily functions may not work properly. Those are opportunities to ask questions, to get curious about what's going on And I know I have a tendency to sort of get ramped up. And if I am lucky, I will recognize that happening as it's happening before someone calls my attention to it, like uh, Claudette's daughter did with her, right? If I don't catch it, generally someone else will catch it. And what's really Interesting when you are on a journey and other people catch it, they want to throw it back in your face like you're supposed to be perfect all the time, right? And it's like, no, I'm I'm learning and growing just like you're learning and growing. Maybe I'm further along in my journey, maybe I'm not. I you know, it doesn't matter. But there are going to be opportunities when I'm going to behave in a way that's not congruent with the the values that I have and in the way that I want to see myself and project myself. And 
it becomes an opportunity to get curious. So I love the concepts about experience and learning. Something I'm saying frequently is every experience is a learning experience. It's a learning opportunity that I can, in everything that happens in every moment of the day, if I'll just take a moment to ask what's going on with why are you behaving this way? Why are you thinking this way? What What's going on that has you doing this? And something that has happened for me a lot this year um, has been m- me sort of taking time to take it down a peg without me sort of intentionally planning that. And I, I am a huge believer, and I, I know all of you are as well, in self-care and uh, getting rest. <laughs> it's appropriate, right? Not working, working, working. And But I have found myself this year in particular claiming more time without planning that time intentionally. And then looking up and wondering why I have been like binging television or podcasts, which are fabulous things to binge. If you're going to binge something, you should binge beyond your best plan. I'm just saying. (laughs) But, you know, you find yourself... Because you can be entertained and educated at the same time. But I have found myself. And then so I'm looking at what's going on that that's your reaction. And I can say this, at least I I don't have any guilt around those things. And I have learned enough to stop and question, to get curious about what's going on. And it's usually, I just feel like I need a break and it's okay to need a break and it's okay to take a break, but I would like to be more aware on the front side so that I'm planning those things uh, on the front end. But you have to give yourself space and grace and the opportunity to actually address what comes to you when you take the time to be curious. So I had an incident last week with my sister and she was sort of ramped up about some things going on in her life. She still has a day job. She's launching a business. She and I have our co-hosts on another podcast that I do. Uh, the, the conversation started there. She's feeling overwhelmed about a lot of things that were going on. And I felt myself a little triggered by her being overwhelmed. And so I was snapping, I, I, I will own that. I snapped at her, was a little short with her. And her response to me was that just because you've gotten further doesn't sort of doesn't mean that you have to respond this way with me. And I felt myself having, and it's like, okay, that's true, right? 
her overwhelm was creating a frustration in me because I was thinking, here's the simple, here's the answer, right? Here's the answer. And you're not willing to do the answer. But at the same time, I know there was a bit of that going on in my own life, right? And so that's the mirror that happens when we're interacting with other people is that they are an opportunity for us to actually see what's going on with us. And so you're having a bit of the overwhelm yourself. I'm handling it a little differently than she is, but it's still there. And so my frustration with her was just a reflection of my frustration with myself and and what was going on with me. And once I recognized that, I took a deep breath, right? Definitely a Kathleen thing. Breathe. Take a deep breath. I just got quiet, let her say what she needed to say. And then I said, you know what? Let's schedule some time and let's work through this. I'm here to help you. Let's work through this. And then on my own side, I was like, you need to schedule some time and work through this. So, you know, I made an inventory of the things that were going on that needed to be addressed, sat and thought through it, came up with a planned timeline for all of those things. So again, you know, it's feedback. As you guys have all said, it's just feedback. There are opportunities for us to address what's going on, but we've got to get curious first to know what it is that we are working to address. Whitney, I so love what you said, space and grace, because I had written down grace and ease, grace and ease with self is what I had written down. But when you said space and grace, I'm like, breathe and hold yourself in grace, you know, like space and grace. And, and while we're really good at holding other people in grace, I, I believe, like a lot of us are really good with that. And I also know that we're also, we're less likely to hold ourselves in grace as easily as we have others. And so love the space and grace. Give yourself time and, and, and grace because it is a journey. And, I, and the other thing I picked up on what you were saying is that other people expect us to be perfect all the time. And I'm like, is that true or is it that we expect ourselves to be perfect all the time? And so that's the other part for me is when I see someone else react the way they do, then I feel guilty. Or if I react out of, out of character, like what Claudette was saying earlier, if I act out of my soul, then I really could judge myself for doing that. And so just in closing there are a few things that I picked up on the conversations that we had. One is like, ask yourself, what am I feeling? Sarah mentioned that. What am I feeling? Catherine said, be curious. Claudette said, feedback and own your shit, you know? And I loved how she said, apologize. Don't say I'm sorry. Apologize. Because you're not really sorry. It's done. But you will apologize for your behavior. I love that. And of course, what Whitney said, grace and space. 
So Whitney, I'm handing it back over to you. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you and we look forward to our next journey together. Well, as always, as always, and I learned so much from you ladies and we, I feel like every time we get together, I am able to grow. And as I am growing, I know that you are growing as you listen to us. And we want to hear more about your growth. We'd love to hear how you are growing. And as I said, if you're going to binge something, you might as well binge podcasts and you might as well binge our podcast. And then we'd love to hear how you have done that. So, and what's your favorite episodes as you were binging? So thank you for joining us. If you uh, have not already given us a rating, we invite you to do so. Also visit us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Share with us what you're learning. And if there's a topic you would like for us to cover uh, sometime in the near future, drop us a note about that. And we will have a discussion about how we can include that in our future lineup. So thank you again for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan and have a great rest of your day. Take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.